Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. On board Planala, um, is to be renamed to give new structures, I suppose, to the whole system, while local councils are getting are to get beefed up with new powers to use compulsory purchase orders under the most significant overhaul of the country's planning laws in 20 years. Now, if you don't know what a compulsory purchase order that is, that is means that if they want to build something and your old house happens to be there and you don't want to move, well, they now have better, more powers to purchase that house without your permission. They do it in Spain. It's, it's in many other countries they've done it in. Uh, I didn't think they'd ever do it here. Now, you, you at the moment, by the way, there is compulsory purchase orders. Uh, they can offer, say, to buy your house off you if they want to build something in the area, like a commercial building or an office block or a road or whatever it is. You can say no. They'll offer you twice the value of your house on some occasions and then you'll probably say yes. But if you stick, dig your heels in and you say no, they're going to be giving you powers to take it off you. So the Cabinet will today approve planning and development bill, which will also place strict time limits for judicial reviews in a bid to avoid construction products getting bogged down in lengthy legal proceedings. Now, I don't understand this fully. They think this is going to solve the housing crisis because it's not. Because as we speak, there are 750 planning applications approved in this country to build apartments and houses. And there's nothing being built on them. Because basically the developers don't have the money at the moment because construction is so expensive. Anyway... Uh, describing the legislation as a com- uh, comprehensive and extraordinary, Taoiseach Michal Martin said it will not only make a significant improvement to speed up the delivery of housing, but it will also assist in meeting climate objectives by streamlining the planning system for offshore wind projects. I think that this, this is really all about. On Blor Planala, which has been a myriad of controversy throughout 2022 over alleged conflicts of interest among senior figures, is to be renamed the Planning Commission or on Commission Planala. Yeah, what? Just, I, I, I don't understand why you want to rename it. What difference that's going to make? But anyway, Minister Martin said it can uh, take between two and three years for planning permissions to be secured, citing endless requests for more information from planners and judicial reviewers taken by third parties. He insisted the planning process should take less than a year to complete, so they want to make streamline and they want to put in a comp- comprehensive part, part of the bill whereby if you put planning in for something, that there's a time limit on how long they have to come back and approve it or reject it. The bill to be published in January also makes clear there will be increased capacity for local authorities to use compulsory purchase orders. The bill will also see timelines included for various steps in the judicial process, but significantly where an organisation, this is the this is the, this is the crops of the matter we're coming to now, I tell you. This is where all the people are going to be very unhappy. Significantly, where an organisation such as a residence association seek to take a judicial review, in other words, they object to planning in the area, it will have to be taken by an individual or individuals rather than by an association. Now, they always say that people power works. So normally when you have an area or a community, you will have a residence association, which should be promoted as a very good idea because it's people power that's coming together as a meeting of minds. Uh, they will no longer be allowed to object to planning and public property. Public land. During the Dáil debate in October, Fianna Fáil's Dublin South West TD, John Lahart, said that the planning system was becoming bogged down and tangled up in part due to local residents groups who could hold 10 cake sales to, a finan- to finance-, finance a judicial review. Asked about these comments yesterday, Mr O'Brien said there should be clarity and transparency as to who is taking a case. He says, I want to have a say in our planning system and an efficient planning system. I think people will uh, also say we've got to have a balance versus decisions. Now, I, I'm not going to read out everything that's been said, but basically, 
The bottom line is, Michal Martin was asked about this yesterday and whether this was even constitutional. They're not going to stop you from uh, objecting. But if you get together as a group, as a residence association, they will. Uh, they're saying, no, that's the, they're not going to accept that anymore. So, for example, the situation in St. Anne's Park recently, going back a, a little while ago, where they objected to planning. That, and that's still ongoing, as you know. That's, that was a residence association, as far as I know it was. And they took a judicial review. Uh, uh, in relation to their reje- rejection of the, the planning in the area, their objection to the planning in the area, that will no longer be allowed. So some people take, think this takes away your constitutional right to object. But Michal Martin's answer to this was, we're in a housing crisis. We need houses. So I'm sorry. You know, if they want to build a load of houses in the green area in your estate or something like that, so be it. And if you want to object personally, well, you can... But if you want to object as a group, as a residence association, that will not be accepted. So, I want to know if you agree with it. Should people have the right to object to housing in their area through associations? Or do you think because we're in a housing crisis, come on, we need to build houses now. It doesn't matter if Johnny and Mary and a few others give out about it. We need to build houses. Forget about them. Let me know what you think. The number is 87 That's 87 do you, do you agree that residence associations shouldn't have the right to object to housing in their area? Excuse me. There's a bit of wind there. I drank water too quickly. 87 188 Let me go to Peter Dooley. Uh, Peter, you're in Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. How are you doing, Peter? Hi, Noel. How are you? Nice to talk to you again. Happy Christmas and season's greetings to you, Peter. You too, Noel. And keep up the good work as well. Uh, Peter, I mean, look, there's a lot in this new planning laws. I mean, look... I suppose the most significant part is, you know, the compulsory purchase orders that be given more powers. I don't know how that's going to work out. That could be controversial. And also the idea that now residents associations will not be able to take judicial reviews uh, in objections to planning in their area. Uh, do you see this as fair or do you accept what Michal Martin is saying is that we need houses? I, I, I don't accept what Michal Martin is saying. Uh, just to hark your mind back who Michal Martin is, it's the famous party of the Galway Tent. The developer-led policies has brought us into the crisis we're in now at the moment mm-hmm. uh, through opening the door to, to developers who have uh, sat on planning permission for years and years now have flipped sites many times and then uh, a huge profit spike and, and not being held to, held to account. He wants more of the same uh, measures again, which are, for me, very more anti-democratic measures. I think, you know, you need more democracy in the planning system and more involvement with communities from the grassroots up like to get involved in, in building a vision for our towns, villages and, and cities around Ireland. I mean, there's, as I mentioned already earlier on, there's 750 planning applications approved in this country for houses and apartments and they're not being built on. Uh, and the reason is because developers at the moment just can't afford to because it costs too much money to build houses and, and apartments and all sorts of things. It's a bad time to build for, if you want to make a profit. So if we've, this doesn't seem to be the problem as far as I'm concerned, so I don't know if this is going to make any difference. No, like I think his measures again, as I just said earlier, I said like the the main measures what what Fianna Fáil think about is this this constant mantra of supply, supply, supply. And you have to try and consider what type of supply they are looking for. Like currently, the the built to rent models, which are which are uh, all around Dublin, are just extortionate rents, charging people an absolute fortune to live in the place, and there's nowhere being built for affordable for people to buy or rent, even rent affordably. Like so, I think you know we need to look at a planning system that's based on it's based on communities essentially. Yeah, but, being, yeah, but if nobody, yeah, yeah, but Peter, if nobody's making applications for planning, which 
with the exception of the developers that are currently doing it at the moment, nobody else is making exception. I mean, okay, you'll have the odd private developer or people who are upgrading their house or rebuilding their own homes, et cetera, et cetera. But generally speaking, public land is not being used to build on as much as it should be at the moment because it's just too expensive. It's too expensive to build. So th- these developers are waiting for prices, the price of wood, the price of concrete. I mean, I heard a whole conversation yesterday as to why Ireland is not building more timber frame houses because it's cheaper. You know, all those kind of things are not being taken into consideration at the moment at all. So it's not such about planning. Well, I agree. Like, it's about, it's about issues around funding as well in terms of building uh, public housing and public land. We've enough zoned land in, in Ireland to build at least, I think, about 150,000 homes, like 200,000 homes. I imagine so, uh, yeah. A lot of it in around the city centre, for instance, around the Docklands as well, has been sold off to like the, the Land Development Agency. And it's just another avenue for private investment to come in and use our public land to, to build more built around the these, I mean, look, they're right across the road from like, us here in the radio station. These apartments that they're building around us, it's like a concrete jungle. When I started here 12 years ago, you could nearly see as far as O'Connell Street because it was so flat there was nothing here. Now all I see is concrete completely around us here in this building, right? And those apartments, you know, I believe they're going for like 500,000 to a million quid each. I mean, who can afford those? Well, it's, it's outrageous. Like, it's just across, just look across the Liffey there, Kennedy Wilson has uh, apartments uh, about three, three to 4,000 euro per month and they're renting some of these out on short-term lets at the moment. Like, and a lot of them are keeping the home, these homes empty to keep the rents artificially high as well. So, like, to look to the people who created the crisis for solutions, I think, is madness. <laughs> okay, know, well, well the, minister, well, the minister is set to face a motion today of no confidence in the dawn this afternoon because the people before profit have put the motion forward. I don't think that's going to carry. Uh, but the monthly homeless figures, which rose above 11,397 last month, which is the highest number ever on record. Now, that doesn't surprise me because the population of the country has increased dramatically in the last eight months because, of course, we have many Ukrainian refugees and people coming in looking for international protection. So that's increased the population. That's increased the homeless figures as well. If you look at it, Noel, I think the bigger issue is about uh, you know the, the funding, for instance, of the housing crisis. The housing crisis is absolutely completely manufactured, and we've seen even with the, this war in, Ukraine, war in Ukraine as well, uh, even what's happening in terms of the Irish government. Like I was calling, and I've, I've called for a European-wide response, for instance, to refugee and migrant crisis, for instance, uh, facing Ireland as well. And that's what the Irish government should be standing up for. They should be standing up for neutrality and demanding that this war essentially is ending, looking for peace and looking for diplomacy, standing up for neutrality. And th- th- then it wouldn't have as, as much of a serious impact on communities. But what's happening is basically these decisions are being made without any, any uh, community involvement. And, and they're happening in, in, for instance, working class areas where people are already suffering, I think, as well, uh, without proper uh, community they're not, they, they, they're, there's a serious lack of facilities probably around a lot of these communities as well and, and working class people are suffering uh, through the, the housing crisis through all the other crises we have in health and Yeah but, but, and, and there are, yeah, but their argument Peter is nimbyism now you know for example when we see planning on a regular basis or housing estates being built particularly social housing you're not going to see it in a leafy suburb in Black Rock or Kalini, or Malahide, or Port Barnock, or any of the leafy suburbs, you know, they'll be built out towards Ballyfermot, or Swords, or Absolutely. in more working class areas. So what I'm saying is, this, according to them, the whole idea of this is to avoid the nimbyism, and it's to stop, you know, the upper crust of society objecting, residents associations objecting to houses being built in their area for social housing. Well, I think the essence of having people coming together in communities in the form of some resident associations are good. But in some resident associations, for instance, you mentioned the issue around class, and class is a big in- impact, for instance. Like, well, like, by the like, way, I do understand that. If you paid 500 grand for your house, you know, out in Black Rock for your three bed house, probably more, actually, probably pay a million for a three bed house in Black Rock. 
And, you know, all of a sudden somebody says, oh, well, around the corner they're going to build, you know, three or four hundred uh, social houses. That's going to devalue your home. And, well, and, that, and that's a fact. Yeah, but it's public land. Like, for instance, if, if, if they're building public land, like what... People have this sort of uh, snobbery impact to say, well, I don't want social housing or public housing. Who lives in public homes? People. People looking for a secure and affordable home. Yeah, but you, yeah, but, yeah, but, 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 yeah, but, yeah, but the, the reason they'll object, but hang on, Peter. The reason they object, and, and let's not be mamby-pamby about this and, and, and hide the real reason why people, why people object. They object to social housing because they know that where there's a lot of social housing, you're going to have antisocial problems. And that's just a statistical fact. And they don't want that in their area, so they object. I, I disagree with that. I think. Well, the, you didn't disagree on you like it's a statistical fact. You look at property values. So the facts are, people look. Some people look at property values and they think, "Oh God, my house is worth uh, six, seven hundred thousand euro, and I don't want the house next door to me, for instance, uh, that might devalue my home." Like you know, and then you look at look at it and think, "Well, you know, if it's public land, if you build proper facilities and infrastructure, if you had a proper vision and plan in place for proper integration in communities, well, then these these issues wouldn't arise." We should get back, I've always argued, as you know, and spoken about, that we should see a home as a social good in society rather than somebody thinking how much money I can make out of this. Well, we uh, don't integrate. But Peter, we don't integrate. What we do is we build 200 houses, social housing, and we chuck everybody in of the same class. And I hate to use the word class because that makes me sound like a complete snob. But, but that's the fact, right? And within five years, the place turns into a ghetto. Whereas if we actually integrated people into communities, different communities and different types of people into different communities, we wouldn't have that same problem. But we've been doing the same thing for years and making the same mistake for years, hoping to get a different result. I'll give, I'll give you one practical example, Noel. There's an apartment development in Harold's Cross near, uh, near up to the canal. And it's owned by, it was an ex-monastery, St. Clair's Monastery, uh, or the convent that was down there. And it was bought by a private developer. And now it is... There was nine or ten blocks built there, and eight of these blocks are now in the hands of a pri- obviously a private developer renting out about two and a half thousand a month. And in the same complex, there's two blocks which are which are coloured differently, which are the social housing block that don't have access to the same facilities which are actually in this uh, development. So if you look at integration, like that, who's creating that? I think mm. it's created by uh, the classes of society in terms of government policies, like who actually don't have proper integration and facilities from having homes, for instance, on areas like main roads, for instance. Who benefits from that? And who puts the money into the main roads? Who puts money into, into the sewerage systems, into the transport infrastructure? It's public money. So like, well, 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 well hang, hang on, Peter. Just stay with me for a second because I want to go to a couple of callers as well. This. Martin, you're in Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. How are you doing, Martin? Hiya. Merry Christmas, Niall. Merry Christmas to you too. I mean, I, I understand the idea of trying to streamline things to make things more efficient. And I get that. Changing the name of the organisation, by the way, is not going to make an ounce of difference. Uh-huh. But, but uh, the idea that residents associations can't take a judicial review of objection, do you think that's fair? Uh, no, I don't think it's fair. I, th- I think it just sends alarm bells to me, that kind of thing. Because you have to remember that uh, in Ireland, um, you can't take class action uh, cases uh, and obviously that's hindered people like uh, Vicky Feeland and, and people who mm-hmm. uh, had the, uh, the problems with the, uh, the, the health service. And again, it's hindered people who have also had problems with, um, uh, you know, other, other, other aspects. Yeah, you uh, take individual cases to the high court yeah, can be yeah. quite a pain in the you ass. Yeah, take a class action uh, suit in, in Ireland. And it's designed so that people don't actually hold the state to account. And, and this is the only area I, I can see where you know, people can get together and, you know, put a cogent argument again 
against any uh, mm-hmm. sort of council recklessness or, or, or government recklessness. Well, I mean, yeah, the whole so, the whole thing is we're always encouraged to have people power, aren't we? And when you yeah. have a community come together, you know, because maybe they object to, you know, 300 apartments being built on the local green. I mean, whether they're right or whether they're wrong, they should have a right to object. Yes, they should. And, and, the, and the housing associations are the types of uh, organisations that can afford. OK, well, know, well then let, let's take Michal Martin's argument, Martin. His argument is... You know, okay. Normally, this kind of legislation wouldn't be necessary, but we're in a housing crisis, and we can't keep having these slowdowns and these delays because of residents' associations that might be objecting to land being used. Yeah, I can I can understand that, but you see, the main objection I, I keep hearing is is that you know they're using state land and gifting it and, uh, to to developers uh, mm. to 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 profit from. You know, yeah. and. And, and that, again, um, you know, we have to remember that nothing that government does um, is for the citizen. They're basically a bunch of asset strippers. And they've been asset stripping this nation for a good, you know, 100 years or more. Mm-hmm. It's all designed to take money from the public purse and hand it to, you know, uh, the golden circle. So, you know, again, they don't have a track record that's good enough to say... That they, that they can be, you know, deemed responsible. Well, then, let me ask. Let me ask you a question, Martin. Like I, I I don't know where you live, Martin. I mean, do you own your own home, or, or are you renting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we're okay. in rural Ireland, so okay. You know. So how how would you feel if an application went in for planning across the road from you on public land to build, you know, five hundred apartments for social housing? Well, I mean, if that's the case, if that's what happens, it happens. I live in. You know, would you object? And, and would you now, object? Well, well, I'll be honest with you, you know, I, I would have to say, well, do I want to live here anymore? Yeah. Would I object? I don't know. It just depends, you know, if that land is, is desperate for housing. We live in the housing crisis, yes. So, you know, there is a, a, a situation there. But that, there are many people out there, Martin, who would object. Yeah, but, there, are, there are people who would object, but I don't want to take that away from, from, from people to be able to object. Mm. I think when we start down that slippery slope, we, we, we are sort of, you know, streamlining it as you know it happens over here for the benefit of a of a, of a small community of, of, of businessmen, uh, and 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 that's what this is designed for. I mean, everybody. I mean, this the whole idea of this, according to what I heard yesterday, was to do. Well, me and Mark was talking about it. Yes, it was to do away with nimbyism, and we all know it's not in my backyard. We all know what that is. Uh, but in saying that, I think that's a real thing because for a lot of people, they, you know, Peter and Martin, they they spend their hard earned cash. They're paying a mortgage to their nose, probably two grand, fifteen hundred, two yeah, grand we're, we're, for a nice right. house in a nice area, yeah. and all of a sudden, you know, the local council turn around and say, "Well, listen, there's a green around the corner. We're going to throw in three hundred thousand or three hundred houses there, and we're going to give it to social housing." And they go, "Well, actually, no." You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I don't want that. I mean, we have, we've had five estates built up near where we we are presently, um, you know, and and they've been private developments, and and that's not saying that they're well looked after either. You know, and, you know, somebody who lives in a rural setting suddenly finding themselves with, you know, 100, 150 houses being developed around them when their desire was to live in a rural setting. You know, I mean, that's how things have moved forward in Ireland. And, and, and of course, it's a developing country. But the main precursor against uh, my objection is, is taking away the ability okay. for a, a residence association to bring a class action against sort of bullying tactics of councils and especially the asset stripping that this government is well known for. Okay, I've got to go to break. Thank you very much indeed, Martin. Thank you, Peter, for coming on the air. I appreciate it. All right.
Uh, I'm looking at some of the texts coming in. Hi, Nal. Don't get me started. I've worked all my life. I've never received any form of benefits, saved up and got a mortgage in a nice estate just as the recession kicked in 2007. Nal, I took out a mortgage of 375,000. So you're probably paying, what are you paying, 1,700 quid? I now have a four social houses next to me. Drug dealing is going on outside my house. I'm looking forward to my son getting older so we can move and downsize to a safer place. I'm not a snob. I've worked hard. And when I see apartments getting built for social housing, I think it's very unfair. Hmm. So, well, I suppose that's a classic example, isn't it? Um, I'd, I'd like to talk to that chap person, but they, they said they don't want to come on because they might be recognised. I understand that too. And... But that's really what it is. And people think there's something... Is there something snobby about that? I don't think so. Call me a snob if you want to. But that person, that man or the woman, whoever sent in that text, you know, they worked hard for what they have. They took a, you know, a chance by getting a mortgage. They didn't take anything from the state. And then all of a sudden, next door to them, the state buys a house and hands it out as a social house. And he says there's drug dealing going on. I'm not suggesting that everybody in social housing is a drug dealer, by the way, by any stretch of the imagination. But to go back to what I said to Peter earlier on, when you go to areas that are primarily social housing, you will have a higher rate of crime. You will have a statistically a higher rate of antisocial problems. So why would somebody want that next door to them? Not in my backyard. The number is 087-188-008. Is that a snobby attitude? Let me know what you think. And would you object? Actually, there, there's the real question today if we're talking about objections. Would you object to social housing in your area, in the field across the road from your house? The number is 087-188-008. Come on, we need houses. Isn't that what everybody's saying? It seems we're talking about objections to planning and Michal Martin is determined to get more houses built. And that seems to be the reason they're kind of reforming these planning laws. I think that's probably a fairer question to ask when we talk about NIMBYism. Uh, in other words, I don't, you know, I'm quite happy to see more houses being built. And yes, the government should be doing more. And yes, Darrell Bryan, our housing minister, should be doing more. But yeah, don't build them around the corner for me. And, and isn't that the attitude of most people? And I, by the way, I'm not having a go at you if that's your attitude. But be honest about it. So I'm asking you a question. And let's take a little vote on this. Where you live right now, if you got a circular in the door saying, hey, doing Johnny here from the local council, just to let you know, you know that green around the corner from your house, we're going to build 300 social houses on it. Are you, going to, are you okay with that? Or will you object to it? It's only 100 yards from your house. The number's 087-188-008. Would you object to social housing in your area? Uh, sorry, Alan, you're in Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. How are you doing, Alan? Good night, how are you? Good. Alan, I'm just curious, before we go into your answer in relation to the other thing, would you object? Yes. Would you? On what grounds? Oh, if I'm in the community, I don't, I don't understand what's in the community. Is there sufficient transport? Is there sufficient school spaces? Is there sufficient uh, medical centres, etc., etc., etc.? If there were private houses, if they were being sold privately, would you object? Yes. Okay, so it doesn't matter that it's social housing versus no, but private. Thought, but if the services aren't there, when you stop doing this nonsense of throwing stuff on top of stuff when the services aren't there, mm-hmm. and then when people object, call them far right or call them like there's not worse than those far right pesky housing associations like there's ridiculous <laughs> a lot. pesky a lot. pesky housing associations yeah, like Scooby Doo yeah you know people are allowed to object it's a democratic right to object if you've got valid reasons to object they're, what they're trying to do now is strip away people's rights to object to things well, well, the, well, the reason they're saying residence associations is because they know individuals wouldn't have the money to take a high court review, whereas residence associations can get together and raise money to do it. And that's why they want to, that's why they want to stop it. Well, they can still raise the money and then everyone just individually 
there's an objection. Actually, I'd encourage everyone today, if there's a housing development near you, object to it. Mm. And when they say, what's your reason for objecting? But then, Mial Martin's a gobshite. Well, it's not Mial Martin that's, well, I suppose it is the government's brought it in. It's the housing minister, Darrell O'Brien, yeah, but... Who, by the way, today, Fetz, uh, you know, he's, he's set to face a motion of no confidence. Which, again, is a nonsense motion brought by people for profit, which are another bunch of well, You can't keep calling everybody names just because you don't agree with them. No, this is just smoke and mirrors crap from all politicians. That's all this is. But, but they couldn't all be bad. Name a good one. Off the top of my head? Uh, <laughs> Powder Tobin. I like Powder Tobin. <laughs> Harry Tobin has only got a bit, of, a bit of backbone since he left Sinn Féin and actually, actually grew back once he was going on. Michael McNamara, I like him in Independent like TD. Michael McNamara is a good TD. Uh, the Healy Rays, I do like the Healy Rays. They're good for their own people. <laughs> no, I mean, laugh all you want, Alan. But I mean, I, I have great admiration for them right, because, you're, you're because they do they work for their own people. Yeah, there you go. They're working for their own people. They're working for their local people. Well, they're the people who voted for them. Most politicians don't work for their local people. They work no, you're for right. the, the pat in the back. Well, the most of them are working work. for themselves. Okay, but okay, but so on the people who object on the grounds that it's social housing, do you think that's snobbery? Not snobbery. It's, uh, it's they're allowed to do it because they're concerned about um, anti-social issues that that may arise. So I grew up in a village uh, that had a population of three thousand, right? And before I left it, it grew to twelve thousand people, and it still only had one guard. Hmm. So you tell me how is that then right? When more people... But that would go for every... I, I, I originally... I'm from Swords. Well, I'm not... I originally from Edenmore, but, but um, after that I lived in Swords most of my life. And Swords, the population of Swords probably grew faster than Limerick um, and probably is bigger than Limerick now at this stage. And they still have the same guard station with the same amount of guards they had 20 years ago. So how would then... But, so that's, but, but what I'm saying to you, that's, that's, that's nothing to do with the housing. That's a problem. A, we can't get people to become guards. No, Alan Shatter closed down a lot of guard stations as you went back in 2011. We reduced the force. So, I mean, that'll take time to build that force back up again. Because crime doesn't happen in Ireland, you know that, don't you? It's, oh, yeah. you know, we're, we're, all just, we're all just hippies and we all can come by out together. There's no crime yeah. around at all. So. Love and peace, man. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, stay there for a second. Let me go to James as well. James, you're in Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. How are you doing, James? Afternoon, Tina. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas to you too. Would you object to social housing? I, I have. From your uh, leafy suburb. Yes, I have, Niall. I would and I have. Oh, you have? Yes. Um, where I live, they're talking building just down the road from us on the, the back of the grounds of St. Paul's College into St. Anne's Park. And loads of people around my area have objected to it. So that, well, they're, they're doing that to the Residents Association, aren't they? Through the Residents And I know Eleanor Reardon uh, was involved in that as well. Yeah, well, he's, he's, you know, yeah. well, well, the less we say about him, the better. But anyway, um, no, because... <laughs> there's another, there's another politician. <laughs> okay, I know, Alan, no more name-calling, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the last time he was on the air, he hung up on me. Um, sorry, so James, so, yes, that's public land, of course, and they gave planning permission there to build housing on it, and the local residents got together, the Residents Association, and have objected to it. That's still got, it's yeah. ongoing, still ongoing. So, still the, ongoing. So, so the arguments that Michal Martin is making is, that this idea that Residents Association can take judicial reviews to the High Court, etc., etc., is delaying houses being built. As clearly in that case it is. Well, yeah, of course, uh, yes, I'm sure it is. But the simple fact is this, if people don't have the option to object, they'll build anywhere and everywhere. They'll literally say, oh, look, there's an acre site. Let's throw an apartment block up onto that. Like, you know, am I being a snob? Absolutely. And I'm proud to say that I paid a hell of a lot of money for my house. And I don't want to devalue it by someone living down the road who's getting it for handed to them for virtually nothing. Am I being a snob? Absolutely, and I'll happily admit that. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. You know, because, and I think that the simple fact is, I think well, well, but, but yeah, but you see, James, what you are, what we are guilty of. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing, or I'm not making it negative or positive. Is NIMBYism. So yeah, absolutely. Okay, so build it somewhere else, just not outside my, near my door. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. but but if everybody had that attitude, there'd be no housing built. Unfortunately, that's just the way it is now. But you, but you, you know, can't just say that's just the way it is because we need houses. The population of the country is growing and quite rapidly, by the way. Sean Lamas didn't have this problem back in the 60s and 70s when he started the housing programme in the first place. Yeah, we need to build up, Niall. If, if we really are talking about building, I'm building in the right place. But we, if instead of building out, because that's what we have a tendency well, we to build, in this country. Well, we, we hang, on, hang on, St. Anne's apartments. But we built up before Ballymun. Remember how that worked out? Yeah, but as you also said, Niall, the fact that, you know, what, look what they did in Ballymun. And as you said, look at the people they put in Ballymun. And look, yeah, but, exactly but, but, but hang so, on, but nothing is going to change because, and I mentioned it earlier on, when you put people from the same social class together, you know, and a lot of people, I always talk about we should integrate people better. But when you, if you take an area and you build a thousand social houses or you build up, as you say, and build flats and you put everybody in there who was on a low income, who might be, say, a single parent, be they male or female, whatever it is, uh, the same social demograph, you are going to have a problem. Course, It'll be a ghetto course. in five years. Yeah, well, so what will happen, Niall, is where, where are they planning to build behind? And I think... I could be wrong on this. Is it normally twenty percent of normal social housing that they put? Well, as as we've seen, now, any time anybody basically gets a social house, and I won't demonise everybody. No, I'd majority, rather you didn't. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, a lot of people who do get social housing, they don't care about it. They don't care about the area. They don't care about looking out. But you know, they really can. No, well, that's a very general statement. Hold on. There are some, absolutely. But but I wouldn't say it's the vast majority of people in social housing don't care about their house. I, okay. There is an argument that when you get something for nothing or for very little or certainly subsidised, that you don't have the same respect for something that you're paying two grand a month for. You okay, well, and, and I get that. Let me that. say this to you, Niall. Right, the other day, um, as you know, I'm a taxi driver. The other day, I was stopping a fare into an area not too far from, from where you live, okay? An area that's known to, to not be the base, one of the best areas of Dublin. I had two social workers in the car and we went into the cul-de-sac and they said to me, uh, which house is it? And I said, I think it's that one there. I won't say the number. And I said, I think it's that one there. And the exact words they were both about the women's mouths were, holy Jesus. There was washing machines in the garden. There was a horse running on the road. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> you know, so I don't want that. Any, I don't want anything even like that near my area. Never mind in my area. And again, Niall, if that makes me a snob, I'm happy to say I'm a snob. I pay a hell of a lot of money for my house. And I'm assuming, Alan, you agree with everything he says. Uh, uh, a lot of what you said, I would say not everyone in social housing are bad people. Some people find themselves no, in not at all. And, that, and that I would say that, but there is there is a degree. But when our government fails, so it's not just a housing crisis, right? It's what's driving the housing crisis. We have we've had a housing crisis for how many years now? Years, long before we get Ukrainian refugees coming to Ireland, people are texting in about that. But 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 the thing about it is, we need probably a hundred thousand houses at least. We know, but we've plenty of houses in the country already just are either not been used or, or go to states that want finished off. All that stuff could be redone, repurposed. Yeah, but people don't want people in Dublin don't want to live in Leitrim or Roscommon. Do you understand what I'm saying? And that there's lots of spare houses in Leitrim and Roscommon and places like that, but or whatever it is in parts of Dublin where the houses are a lot lower, or, but the prices are a lot lower in parts of Ireland. But people say in Dublin or Cork or Galway don't want to move to those areas. They want to move to where close to Mammy. But it, but you see. You're generalising there, small, but it's not just Irish people doing that, and that this is the problem. 
Okay, I've got to go to a break. Keep texting. Thank you, Alan James. Uh, there's uh, Somebody says, James is a snob. No, I'm a fair play to him. Another person says, no, I completely agree with him. Another person says, James is only protecting what he has worked hard for. Social housing is an emotive red herring. Somebody else says, being, u- Ooh, what's that um, being used to re- deflect from the real motivation behind these planning changes. And that is the construction of wind turbines in rural areas. That's right, the offshore sure ones as well. It's being dr- driven by the Greens and their lobbyists. If you remember, this change was first suggested by them and it had nothing Nothing to do with housing, says Colm and Cork. Colm and Cork, you're probably right, by the way. A lot of it is to do with, I suppose, climate objectives and streamlining planning systems for offshore wind projects, I imagine, too. Uh, the number's 87 188 Don't forget to support the sponsor, by the way, and download the app, of course, recruit.ie. If you are looking for a good job app and you want to find a job, recruit.ie. Somebody else, by the way, says in text, it's just the same old us and them. I want us, the rich, to help them, the poor, but I don't want them anywhere near us because they will lower the tone. Don't become a Buddhist, he says. Well, quite the same thing. David, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids Radio. How are you doing, David? How are you, Noel? I love your show. You're the best in the world, Noel, and happy Christmas. Happy Christmas to you, David. How are you? Good. Now, explain your situation. You've been homeless for 25 years. Sorry, Noel. I was homeless 25 years. I'm an alcoholic. Okay. I've been in and out of treatment. Um, The Dublin assignment, I don't know if you heard of the Dublin assignment. I have, yeah. They have been the best in the world for me. Um, after 25 years, I got my own home. But I won't say where I'm living at the moment. No, no, keep that to yourself. But, uh, the place is haunted. <laughs> it's haunted? Yeah, it's haunted, yeah. Well, oh, like real ghosts, it. like? Yeah, well, I mean, I was sitting there the other night, and I could have been imagining things, but had my lights off. and uh, Drink now, by the way. I'm not, Noel. I'm actually waiting to see my doctor now on the 21st. Um, okay. I'm waiting to go into treatment, but... Because of the COVID-19, there's a kind of a backlog. Oh, okay, like okay. So, so go on. you were sitting there the other night. Did you have a few on you at the time, or were you sober? Well, you, I only had to, no, I, only, I was only on my second can, and I was okay. watching um, the World Trade Centre. Right, okay, yeah. And next of all, I could see a big tall fellow with a baseball cap on and a bottle of water in his hand. Where? In your house? In my home, because I have a big mirror beside my bed, like at the wall. And I turned it on, and there was nobody there. Right. But Noel, this is strange. About an hour later, I heard a baby crying, saying, oh yeah, they, want, they play with each other, but they won't play with me. And then I had people talking in my kitchen. And I went in, turned on the light, there was nobody there. But when they turned back off the light again, I could hear people talking, and people trying to move me bed. Now, Noel, I wasn't exaggerating, because even my friends... Are you sure said, you were just hallucinating? Dave? <laughs> no, no, Because I don't no, think there'd be people in your house. No, but I mean, there is haunted. Like, even my friends said it. Okay, well, look, I'm, I'm running out of time here rapidly. Get to the point okay. where we're making... Sorry, David, I, I'm, I was just intrigued by your story there. So you may believe it's not fair for people like James, who has a nice house, to object to social housing in the area. Well, I don't think it's fair, no, because, I mean, they, they, are, they are our own people. But what yeah, I but his argument is that he's worked hard for something to live in a particular area, and he thinks it's unfair that he works hard, he has to pay, say, two grand a month for a mortgage, etc., etc. And meanwhile, somebody in social housing can move in next door or up the road uh, for practically practically nothing. And he just thinks that's unfair. Yeah, but I mean, how many do Like, I mean, not only the job must have a good job. Like, I mean, there's people out there in oil at the moment. There's people doing, there's people homeless. I, you know, I I'm, 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 I'm not casting any aspersions. I'm just saying, when people spend money and they work hard for something... They believe they have some level or some right to hold on to that exclusivity because they've paid for it. Now, nobody's saying that no people shouldn't be given homes or people who are down on the luck shouldn't be given homes. Of course they should. But as far as he's concerned, not in the same area that he's just paid, you know, 500,000 euro for a house in. 
I can't understand that, Noel, because uh, there's a place around where I live and it's a big fail. And I was talking to a few people there the other day and they were thinking of building social, um, what do you call this? Um, social, social housing. housing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were, like, people are saying, we have no objections. Uh-huh. You know, like, they had to sign this uh, petition or something and to say that we have no objections. You know, like, I mean, what harm are they doing? You know, well, they, well, you might say what harm are they doing, and, and I'm sure you're harmless, David, right? But the, the problem is, when you look at social housing as a whole, right, when you have areas which have a large concentration of social housing, you do have a larger problem with antisocial behaviour. You do have a larger problem with crime. So, and, and you do also have the other problem p- people will see is that the value of their home decreases. So for them, that's important too. So th- that's what they take into consideration. Yeah, but it depends what people are going to move in. I mean, they should know themselves like if they're going to be good or they're going to be like mm. racist or the whole lot. Like, I mean, but... Oh, didn't I, I mean, I have no problems with, like, people say, like, there's a chap there facing me, and he's, a, he's from uh, Poland, mm-hmm. and he's the best in the world, and he does oh, have... Polish people are lovely people, He yeah. does have a few drinks, like, he pops into me. And will, he, will, he, will he have a few drinks with you? <laughs> well, I'm going to have a few drinks now today, because okay. I'm just going through a hard time, because... Uh, oh, well, I, I, David, I, I hope you can knock that habit very soon now, and I hope you get the help and the support you need to knock that habit, by the way. Well, no, I lost my family. I'm sorry. I lost my ten brothers and my two sisters. I'm sorry to hear that, David. And I hate to hear those kind of stories, particularly coming up to close to Christmas. And I hope you have people that you can be with for Christmas. David, stay there just for a second. I want to go to Greg as well. Greg, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids Radio. How are you doing, Greg? I have two Hi minutes, there. Greg. Two minutes. Go on. Yeah, well, look, they built loads of social housing near us, which I have no problem with. But the problem is, before they built them, our schools, like my son is going to secondary school, and some people in his class, even to the local schools, they're on waiting lists. They haven't got schools to go to. There's not enough amenities. And they're, they're actually building houses at the end of our estate. There was building the houses down there. There's a big estate going on in Cherrywood. But there's not enough... Amenities. The people, yeah, there isn't enough doctors. There isn't enough schools. There isn't enough of everything. Yeah, that's the problem. Our schools... Well, I said, even the local schools, you say, like, my son's on waiting list for schools. People in his class have no school to go to, so you have to wait. But the, that's even the local schools. They said, well, you have to go out the area. You have to get, people can't all travel. So they're building these houses on top of each other and they're not giving enough amenities. Now, the problem is there is other areas with, say, higher areas that won't build in that have schools and stuff, but they don't want to build them there. Yeah, upper class, you mean. You know, upper leafy yeah. suburbs, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm working class and I live in a working class area. I don't mind. Half the houses where I live, some are private, some are council. I have no yep. problem with anyone. I get on with people. But the problem is... But, but see, see, Greg, that's the ideal situation. That's what I said earlier on. That's what we should do. We should, it should always be about integration. So in other yeah. words, some people have paid for them, some people haven't, blah, 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 blah. And, and you integrate people of different classes together. But when you when you build a housing estate of 300 houses and you put everybody in there who's social housing, well, then you're just asking for trouble. Well, I understand. That's why I'm not worried about... What, we're, what I'm saying is, they're saying, oh, we need to build housing. But what about the schools? I mean, my son is going to secondary school, but I'm, I'm other two in, in secondary school. I have three... But, mm. but all the other children, their friends have no school to go. There's not enough here. Yeah, no, I get you. Not enough doctors. There's no. It's okay, so the, the, I, I get you, Greg. Lack of infrastructure, absolutely. I understand completely what you mean, and I understand why you would object on those grounds. And a lot of people would say the same thing. Dave, just before we get to the break, I wish you well. Have a nice Christmas, David, won't you? 
Okay, same to you, Noel, and the family as well, and okay. uh, the best Christmas. Okay, uh, Noel? All right, take care of yourself, all right? Uh, there you go. Uh, David uh, believes he's been homeless for 25 years, but he's got himself somewhere now, thankfully. Uh, not fair to object to social housing and grand scales. He would object on the basis of lack of facilities. Mm, a lot of people not happy with James said before the break, by the way. Mind you, he's texted me in there to say he paid a lot more than that for his house. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you how much he actually paid for it. Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show.